Hello and welcome to True Achievements Podcast, episode 91. Coming up on today's show, we will be discussing all of the big sequels of the week. That is Shadows of War, Star Wars Battlefront 2, and we might throw in a bit more Destiny 2 as well. We'll also be talking about the hot topic that seems to be on everybody's lips at the moment, loot crates. Everyone loves a loot crate. And we'll also be answering your questions from the mailbag. Joining me today on the show, I have Dave. Hello. Hello, and Jack. Hello. Hello. How are you? Good, thanks. How are you? Yeah, very well, thank you. Uh, right, let's get to it. Let's talk about. Um, let's talk about Star Wars Battlefront 2, first of all. So last Friday, we got in our Star Wars onesies. <laughs> <laughs> and we did a stream of the new uh, multiplayer beta mode of Star Wars Battlefront 2. Jack, did you play the first game? I... I think I played the beta, so I played as much of the first as I have of the second. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I played um, not loads, but some of Star Wars Battlefront 1. Uh, I enjoyed it a lot, but it was missing. I mean, I'm going to say the thing that every person that's played the game will say. It was missing a campaign. Um, however, I did really enjoy some of the uh, multiplayer stuff. There was like a really cool horde modey thing that you could play in co-op. Um, and obviously you had the vast... Uh, planet-based battles, um, sort of. I think they were like sixteen on sixteen, or even thirty-two on thirty-two, um, which were huge and fun and good, but a bit intimidating and um, not massively something that I'd enjoy hugely. But there were also the space battles, uh, some of which were DLC stuff that were amazing and very very cool. And uh, the multiplayer beta that came out last weekend had. The two modes, um, they, there was no campaign, but there was the on-planet battles, and there was a few to choose from, and then they also had some of the space battle stuff as well. And uh, it's fair to say that I thought they were brilliant. Very, very impressive to look at. Graphics were stunning. Sound is always brilliant in these things. As soon as you hear the pion-pion of a Star Wars laser uh, and the sound of a ship flying by, they're enough to, to get me excited anyway. What did you think, Jack? I thought it was really good. I think you said the graphics were stunning. It's definitely true. It's basically if you'd taken Battlefield 1 and just changed it over to Star Wars, but obviously same engine, um, it's the same studio. Um, but yeah, it was fantastic, really good. The space yeah, stunning. Battles, as you say, the audio, the blaster sounds, that's what makes Star Wars for a lot of people. So <laughs> having that there was great too. Yeah, so we played the demo for about two hours. Um, we played all the modes that were possible. Um, I've, I've, it made it a day one purchase for me purely for, as you say, the, the look and the feel of the game was just amazing. And to, I don't know what the campaign's going to be like, but I'm more than happy to shell out <laughs> 50 quid to play it just based on what I saw in the multiplayer. Um, so the good news is obviously you're going to get a campaign, plus you're going to get all that multiplayer goodness as well. So if you enjoyed the multiplayer of the first one, I think this is a must-buy, uh, irrespective. Apart from that, we've done some other streams this week. Let's quickly talk about those. So on Tuesday, we played Ruiner, which reminded me of Mr. Shifty, which we played a few weeks ago, but was a whole lot more violent, and the production values were top-notch, probably one of the best ID production value games I've seen. I'm not sure if it was a Steam game first, but the assets were amazing. Like The whole game was very well presented. It was a top-down uh, shoot-em-up, which involved killing lots and lots and lots of enemies uh, with various different weapons. But you had some neat little features, so you could like effectively warp or shift very quickly from position A to position B, which allowed you to get in behind enemies and, and kill them from behind. You played it more than I did, Jack. What did you think? It reminded me of Mr. Shifty, but kind of set in a Deus Ex world, if that makes sense. Yeah, it was quite futuristic. Yeah, futuristic. Um, industrial. Yeah. Yeah, um, it, it, it was really good, though. Um, the if, the top-down nature, I wouldn't call it like shooter per se, because there, there was shooting, but you had the choice of melee weapons and stuff as well. Um you got different missions for cutscenes. Were we watched a couple of them? They were really well presented, as you said. And as you were kind of walking along, you'd get kind of artifacts and stuff appearing on the screen, and 
like text scrolling across the screen. It was almost like yeah. the game was being hacked, and it all fed into that kind of futuristic feel. To it. yeah, agreed. If I would definitely check out the video of us playing this because um, it was uh, it was one of the I've been more impressed by this than I have in uh, oh a few a few other titles that we've played recently. But it was really definitely one of the a pick of the bunch. Um, very very cool. We didn't get many achievements. It looked like there was some quite difficult ones to get. There's 45 achievements in the game. We only got two of them. Uh, sorry, this we got two for 45 gamer score. Let's just see how many there are in the game. There are 27 achievements in the game. It's currently worth nearly 4,000 TA. So I think it's going to be a reasonably tough completion. But um, a whole lot of fun. Um, one of the achievements is use dash 9,001 times. Oh, we could have done that. <laughs> yeah. So there's quite a lot of grindy stuff in there. But uh, yeah, cracking game. Really enjoyed it. Um, and then after that, we moved on to a very different game, which was Tricky Towers. So the concept of this is it's a bit like Tetris except you have to build a solid tower of the out of the blocks that are falling down, uh, which sounds really easy, but actually it's quite difficult. There was loads of different game modes, so sometimes you had to build a tower that stayed below a certain amount but didn't fall over. Uh, it was like a laser that went across the screen. You'd have to utilise all the blocks, wouldn't you? So yeah, that was you, kind yeah. of a puzzle mode where you had to be a bit more precise and think about your moves, but usually it was just get the tower up to a certain level and keep it stable enough. It hit uh, stay up right. Yeah, it was quite tricky because um, the sort of moving the, the blocks left and right only moved them a half a notch. So you you could actually find yourself dropping when you think you've got things lined up nicely because um, everything's against the time limit. So you're trying to do stuff as quickly as you can. Uh, you could actually find yourself half a, a, a block out, which would actually completely destabilize your tower and, and lead, lead you to all sorts of problems. It's worth noting um, as well. It's not, it, it, although it's. It, it looks at first glance like it's grid-based, like Tetris. So you think, ah, stuff can only like fit into this block. It's never going to rotate, but it's totally physics-based. Yeah, very physics-y. Um, so stuff can move around quite a lot. Also, they throw in weird things halfway through each level. So you'll be playing away, and then suddenly a block will come down. And you think, all right, I can sort that. And then all of a sudden, it will change into something massive, like some huge thing that you then have to try and squeeze into your tower somewhere. And there's hundreds of levels. I seem to have it's got like a two levels of tutorial mode with like 16 challenges in each but um it's also got like co-op and online um competitive modes as well so a lot to it i think it'd be quite a cool couch co-op game we had quite a lot of fun playing it and we got three achievements for 35 g's before we move on to the other ones dave you've been playing some more destiny 2 i have how is that going um i'm pretty much up to the stage where I can do the raids and things now, I'm like the high two eighties. If I mess around with some gear, I can get to like two nine two. Okay. Uh, the only reason I've been playing it loads this week is uh, I don't know if you saw. There's a thing called Iron Banner, which is like one of the PvP yeah. modes, and the armor that comes as a reward for it is uh, looks pretty cool. <laughs> it looks like um, oh okay. It kind of looks like you know like a, a knight in shining armor type armor. So you, the way you play it is you get, you keep playing and playing until you get like these twenty tokens, and you can you know you go back to the tower and you can trade them in, and it, and it'll give you stuff, and it's kind of random. So I, I need still need like a helmet. <laughs> so I've been playing that like pretty much constant when I've had time at night. But that's about it. I, I did get Shadow of War, and it took oh okay ridiculous amount of time to download that I gave up trying to play it in the end that night. So I'll probably start that this weekend, but. Yeah, so okay, let's talk about that. So I've been playing that this week. Probably only put like four hours in. I'm also playing it on easy, which is clearly way too easy. But to be honest, it's um, it's a it's a massive game, and I haven't got masses of time to play it. So I thought I'd try and rattle through it as quickly as I can. I'm actually quite hard. <laughs> I can beat. Uh, captains reasonably quickly. I mean, it's still very early days, and I imagine things will get much harder, and I'm only fighting captains that are sort of less than level 10. Um, but I've got quite a lot of skill points. I've been trying to clear sections of the map, so there's tons of collectibles that become available to you when you climb some towers. It's got it's, it's a very Ubisoft Assassin's Creed feel to it, like the most Ubisoft-y, non-Ubisoft game I think I've ever played. But yeah, a lot of climbing towers, unlocking stuff, that shows you on the map where you can go and collect stuff, go and do the collections, upgrade your skill points. It's fair to say the skill tree is really complicated. You've got like six, I think there's six different things you can 
upgrade. And then each of those has six upgrades and then each of those upgrades has three um, like additional upgrades that you can do on them. So I think, I don't know how many skill points you need to do the whole lot, but you're talking well over 100, I would have thought. Um, and you get skill points for doing challenges or for uh, finding all of one type of collectible in an area or for just leveling up through XP. But it's been good fun. The combat is super slick as you'd expect. Uh, very Batman feel if you've not played the first game. But they've added additional things that make it quicker to, to move around. So you've got like a double jump thing, which makes you go super quick, which means traversing the map is much quicker than it was in the first game. I haven't really concentrated on the story too much. Gollum's just come in. Spoilers. He's cool. And we've just done some stuff. But I'm, I'm very much enjoying it. And it's cool to have people fighting on your side with you. So there's like the first area you come into has got, I suppose, like knights that are on your team. And so it's nice to be have, a, have an area where people will protect you and fight for you as well. Uh, I think as soon as I finish Act 1, then I'll be able to create an army, which is where things get really cool and you can get orcs on your side, which I'm looking forward to. But yeah, great, great game so far. I've unlocked, I think, three achievements for 45Gs so far. They don't throw achievements at you fast. Like when I, when I got the game, I got it last Saturday and the achievements hadn't released yet. And I was playing it. I probably put in a couple of hours... And I was expecting that when the achievements hit and I booted up my Xbox, a load of them would pop, but not a single one did. So I hadn't actually, in the first two hours, I hadn't unlocked any, which gives you some idea of how slow they come. Not even like a story-based one, which was, was a bit of a surprise to me. But yeah, vast game, and I think they've generally improved on pretty much everything in the first game. So if you enjoyed the first game, you'll, you'll love this too. Um, Dave, you're going to enjoy that, I think. When you you looking to start it this weekend? Yeah, I'll probably start it. I'm going to try and hopefully do either the raid or the Trials of Nine thing tonight in Destiny 2, and then that'll be it for the weekend. I'll just start on Shadow of War. Properly. Okay, so hopefully we can talk to you about raids next week. Yeah, fingers crossed. That'll be exciting, although I'm not here, but um, I will look forward to hearing that. <laughs> um, I also played some more Cuphead. Uh, I played some co-op with someone that hadn't played it before. That was fun. They were like, blimey, this game is hard. <laughs> um, which is the first reaction for anyone playing it, I think. But yeah, quality game. I enjoyed that a lot. Um, Jack, you've played some games that I've never heard of. Oh, you probably never want to hear of them either. Eleven Eyes crossover. That's just tidying up some visual novels that I had uh, sitting okay. around. So. And Pierre Carrot E. Yukozu 4. Ah, it's almost like you're fluent. It's, uh, <laughs> what language is that? That's uh, Japanese. Oh, I've never it's spoken just Japanese a, before. A bad translation, I, I think. But as <laughs> <laughs> there carrots in it? No. no. Okay. Well, you completed Eleven Eyes crossover. Is that an easy completion? Yeah. Yeah, it's about five hours of picking options. So. Sounds fascinating. Okay, let's move on from those crazy games that you've been playing uh, to your streams from yesterday. Mm. Um, you played More Fight yep. and Bulb Boy. Tell us about those. So More Fight was pretty interesting. It's uh, set in the future and humanity's kind of colonized the far reaches of space and you play a character called Myra Kale. And you go off on a mission to start with and you basically have a scanner and a plasma pistol. You land on different planets, and you've got to go and scan the different animals, different plants, and kind of different things around the world. And then you'll come up against, um, you'll come across temples, and there'll be something in there like a ball of energy you need to collect, or some kind of key item, some key thing that you've got to do. And after you've finished on one planet, you go back up to your ship, and there's a whole star system that you can explore with loads of different planets. And you can go off and get more missions, more quests. You've got fuel for your ship and stuff. You can come across kind of, I say, uh, you can come across space pirates as you're flying. And flying's in air quotes there because you don't actually control the ship at all. You just pick a star system and it goes to that system. And then right, you can okay, land on planets within there. Yeah. Um, it's pretty good, though. Pretty interesting. The graphical style is really interesting. It reminded me of a more simplified Slime Rancher. Okay. But kind of without the slime. So everything was kind of um, cell shaded in a way. But it was, it was pretty interesting, pretty fun. Um, going around trying to scan different things. You did quite well. Seven achievements. Yeah, seven achievements. 150 gamer score. So it seems to throw the achievements at you quite regularly, which was nice. It felt like you were making good progress. 
as you go through it, and it looks like it's quite a vast game because some of the star systems were really, really quite big. Um, to land on the planet, you actually have to have a mission, I think, but it was, it was quite good from what I played, though. Excellent. And then, Bold Boy, we thought you thought you did well on more fight. What progress in this? Yeah, six for 450. So this is actually game. quite a quick completion. So luckily I had Dwaggy in the chat and he helped out because he's played this already. So he could kind of point me in the direction of uh, where I was going wrong. So it is a point-and-click game. You play a little boy in it whose head is a bulb. A light bulb. <laughs> That's the name. So it's, it's really interesting. So you're um, you're in a house and you're kind of walking around, but your head's illuminating things and kind of casting shadows, and it's horror in a sense. Um, so you initially start off in a room, and there's kind of like a TV, and there's you can click on the TV, and you've got to try and get out of the room. And the key things we've got to do to get out of a room, and you move on into a corridor, and a couple of other things to interact with. It's basically move from area to area. Um, try and get through the house, but there's kind of these horrible creatures that are attacking you as you're going through, and kind of different things in every area. Um, some really interesting, um, some really quite fun call-outs to different things, though. So like on the TV at the start, you push the button and there was a spaceship in space, and if you watched it for a second, it flipped to a bulb with one of the alien aliens on it. Then if you changed the channel, there was a well, and like the ring, and then a bulb would come out of it and kind of move towards <laughs> the screen. Um, wow. Some of the creatures and bosses, though, were really um, quite interesting. There's one uh, in a kitchen, there's a giant chicken, and you have to, <laughs> uh, you have to hide your head in a pig's head to bypass the chicken as it's walking across. You've got to put some ingredients in an oven. Then the chicken goes to eat what's in the oven and that dies but then you can eat the chicken because it's effectively cooked but then your character the more you walk around if you walk around too much you die from constipation which is just bizarre but you go into a toilet and then use the toilet then there's just this giant kind of poo monster attacking you <laughs> oh man it's, it's just based on my life I think it sounds it's, this happened to me at the weekend it's just incredible um, describe it it just sounds so surreal but um, yeah some, I will check out the video of that stream somebody in chat said I wonder how much LSD the developers were on <laughs> making this game and I think that's probably a valid point valid point okay don't trick drugs kids um, you might make games like Bulb Boy um, <laughs> interesting though and quick 1000 it's probably uh, an hour and a half two hours with a guide I'd think okay. so. nice wicked uh, we are streaming some more stuff uh, next week uh, although I'm not here so Jack will be doing that but I haven't got the details at the moment check the homepage for info right let's move on to site news the game information team is recruiting so every couple of years we ask for a couple of volunteers to help join the game information team gi team is pretty important they are responsible for making sure those little panels on the right of every game page have the correct information in it but also stuff like flagging uh genres although actually genres no, are not genres, part of the game you've seen that, anymore. So, yeah. um, but setting up dlc packs uh flags as i say pre-release objects so before games come out and we have the achievements for them we create a little uh page for them which has like the developer and the publisher and the release dates and all that sort of jazz it's quite a fun team to work with i would say the guys on there are pretty interesting guys uh we are looking for i don't know how many extra people but we've had a load of applications already uh, which is great and i think it's open for one more week uh, you've got until the 23rd of october to apply what sort of person are they looking for jack you used to run this team um diligent people that Check facts. It's yeah. quite a factual job, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, quite factual. Um, it, it's, um, it's quite interesting doing some of the research and some of the problems. Like if you get a message saying, oh, this achievement's in like the wrong pack or whatever, trying to figure out if that is the case and stuff like that. And yeah, it's quite, uh, quite interesting, quite fun. Mm, cool. Okay, so uh, get your app in for that. There's a story on the homepage um, which details how you can apply to join that team. There's some questions you just need to answer. Um, good luck to anyone that applies. Let's move on to some regular news. Dave, you mentioned some Iron Banner Destiny 2 stuff. 
Yeah, so there's a couple, there was a couple of things he announced this week. The, the Iron Banner that we spoke of, that goes on, I think, until the weekly reset on Tuesday. So if you haven't got that gear and you like the look of it, there's a set of armour for each of the classes, which all look pretty cool, to be honest. So you can probably get that just playing the Iron Banner mode quite quickly. It took, it took me maybe about five hours or something, I guess, okay. to, to, like cash in a, a few times you have to cash in 10 times you get like a bit of a reward but like I say I'm still missing one helmet which is a bit annoying um, uh, but they also announced that they were going to release the prestige mode of the raid which is like the raid on hard difficulty basically everything's a bit harder to kill and some little changes and things they had to cancel that I think it might be live now but at the time they cancelled it because there's like a bit of a cheese method to beat the the big boss at the end that people had discovered so they patched that out but I think it is actually live now if you want to give that a go and there's an achievement for either completing a raid or a strike on prestige so the strike's probably the way to go for most people but if you want a challenge or do that raid on prestige good luck (laughs) Gears of War for is celebrating its first birthday this week. I think it was actually yesterday or the day before. Okay. Happy uh, birthday, Gears of War 4. So they're celebrating it with 10 days of double XP. Uh, it started early this week, but it runs on, I think it's until the 16th. So you've still got the weekend to play. There's quite a few achievements, I think, related to general re-upping and stuff like that, like the normies in Gears. So if you want to go and get them, it's probably a bit of a boost for you there. Uh, GTA Online still going strong, still sitting top of the retail charts pretty much every week Crazy. in the UK. I don't know how still, but people still buy it. My son just loves the races. Like he'd rather play that than like Forza Horizon races and stuff. Really yeah. interesting. I've got to kind of sit with him, make sure he don't go in a single player and start yeah. <laughs> messing about with strip clubs <laughs> and yeah, yeah first person and all that. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, he kind of. They are pretty. They, they kind of. I think they mainly community built these races and things, and there's some crazy like. It's kind of like Hot Wheels, but on Astrid, yeah, you know, even bigger loops, even bigger stuff. Um, so yeah, he loves that. But they, they're bringing out a new mode that's Transformers races. It looks like you're gonna be able to spread, you know, like so you're in like a car that can turn into a boat and do water sections and things. So it looks pretty cool. It sounds but, like the. Uh, uh, is it the crew? Yeah, the crew too. Stuff. Yeah, like switching. Yeah. <laughs> It does, it does look quite interesting. It's like uh, some pretty decent, cool-looking vehicles in there, like a Batmobile-looking thing and stuff. But that's coming later this month, so that'll be pretty fun. There's a few other modes in there, but that's one that starts. Maybe there's like a dogfight games and stuff. But I think we sort of love that transforming one. The big topic of the week um, seems like every game at the moment is coming out with loot boxes, many, many loot boxes, and. Open Critic, who are like the game aggregator site, a bit like Metacritic, a lot a bit newer. And uh, the few things different were on there, so it's obviously great. Uh, they <laughs> said they're taking a stand against loot boxes and they're looking for ideas. So they look at, I think they're going to start indicating on games, do you know, if it's like pay to win or, do you know, what kind of loot boxes and all that kind of thing. I, I don't They're looking for it's ideas. It's not really a stand, is it? They're just putting information about it. Uh, yeah, they're but, not going to penalise them, are they? No, they won't penalise them, but I think they're going to indicate if it's paid to win or if it's just like um, for cosmetic items and stuff like that. Mm. But yeah, look. Yeah, I don't know how you go. I don't know how you would categorise that. I mean, we'll talk about this now. So we had a question as well, didn't we, from uh, Adam, who asked, uh, "Games with loot boxes are catching the heat for their similarity to gambling and potential to play to win scenarios. Are loot boxes bad for gaming?" Um, I know we've got um, an op-ed in the in the works for this uh, already, um, but I wanted to give my opinions. So these, I suppose they've been around for a while, haven't they? It's just that it's never really come up as a as a big issue recently yeah. until recently, because uh, there seems to be all the big titles that are coming out at the moment are using some form of loot box type scenario. I, th- I think it it more feels like an issue now because they're crowbarring them into games where you. Like before, you would never have seen them. Like yeah, because beforehand they were generally cosmetic only. Yeah. Um. So you could you could pay or use in-game credits or or real credits, real money to buy 
something that would give you a random basically a loot crate is, is a is a thing you buy either within game or real currency that gives you a random item for that game or items um so i mean these have been around forever in in uh dave you would know in fifa ultimate yeah. team um they've introduced them into more of the uh ea sports series over the years because i think I, I think ultimate team makes considerably more money for EA than the base FIFA game does. Yeah, and I think it has done for quite a long time. The ultimate team, you think with any of these loot crates, it's something that anybody can buy at any point and it's consumable. So you buy it once, you have to buy it again. Whereas with a game, you buy it once, you've got it. That's it. It's a one-off cost for the end user and they get one value back from it. But this Well, I think the key, the key difference isn't, isn't that it's a consumable. It's that you know what you're getting when you buy the game and you don't know what you're getting when you buy the loot crate. Um, and so that's why people are equating it with gambling, because that's effectively what it is. You're you're paying an amount of coins or real money to get something which you don't know what it is. Yeah. Um, and I think that's sort of fine when it's just cosmetic. You you are. This was the so the argument the is ESBR or ESRB uh, made against this. They said that they're not gambling because you are always getting something. It'd be gambling if you had the opportunity to get nothing if you bought one. Okay, interesting. Is that the definition then? Well, they've said that's why they can't classify them as gambling, but they can't really say because they're not a gambling entity. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> made a bit of a that's weird an interesting distinction. So, I guess the idea was that um, people have been putting pressure on. I know there's a um, a petition, online petition, to try to try to get these categorised as gambling because then more regulations will be enforced and they won't be able to basically sell these games to kids which would pretty much knock it on the head um you can imagine if fifa wasn't allowed to be sold to children that's uh, you know a hef- if you had to be 18 to buy fifa that's quite a hefty chunk of their user base disappearing um interesting distinction that is really interesting even if the thing you're getting is is a virtual yeah. nothingness it's because it is still a virtual something <laughs> Um, even if you win like Jack Wiltshire in a pack, which is effectively worth nothing, it's like a negative, <laughs> negative value. <laughs> so anyway, I think it, where do we stand on them? I mean, to be honest, it's never really affected me before because I've never bought any with money. But if it gets to the point where, uh, because I'm not an ultimate team player, but Dave, uh, Dave you're, you're more experienced in this than anyone. You've probably shelled out more on loot crates i.e. Far foot packs yeah <laughs> yeah than I, anyone else i think uh, that FIFA's I know. got like a, a pretty decent balance though you could realistically play through the game without spending a penny and get a decent team and ultimately fifa's down to skill you could have the best team in the world but if you rubbish at it you're gonna get yeah, beat tell me about it that's why i've never bothered buying any <laughs> <laughs> so, and as well you like you, you gotta think you, even if you open a pack you can get stuff back like because you can trade them in to get coins to buy more packs and things so it's not like i think destiny do it with but it's just purely cosmetic yeah, which is fine. I've no problem yeah, with cosmetic people ones. People want to spend hundreds. Of, like, there's a forty dollar, forty pound pack on <laughs> on Xbox to buy shaders for Destiny. If people want to buy that, then whatever. So shaders are just um, just effectively skins for your weapon or armor, or yeah, because everything's a random color. So you so you you can get you get shaders all the time for free, but like uh, they generally come in threes, and you'll need like five to do your whole set of armor, which is a bit annoying. <laughs> so, but yeah, you just change your color, your armor, and make it similar colors, so you don't look like a a clown, I suppose. But it's just, but you don't see yourself in the game, so it depends if that. And you've got a similar thing in Rocket League as well. Yeah, I although believe. they've they've started doing a weird thing where there is loot crates, and you need to have keys to open them. But you need to, I think, you need to buy the keys, or you have to get these keys randomly as drops. This sounds like so, the TF2 approach. So on Team Fortress 2 on the PC, you can get um, crates again, but you can't open the crates without yeah. a key. And you can either get a key randomly or you can buy a key for like £1.29 from the marketplace. Yeah. I've got, I, when I did the last DLC for Rocket League, I ended up with these crates. So I was like, oh, I'll open it, see what it is. And I couldn't. So, I suppose <laughs> that, one, just that like... buying a key, it almost gets you around the gambling argument yeah. because yeah. you know you're getting a key. It's always the same thing. <laughs> That's probably why they've done it. Yeah. And you just don't know what it is in the chest, but it's yeah. just the use of the key. So it doesn't yeah. matter. So even if they do reclassify this, you can know the publishers will come come up with ways around it. Yeah. Um, I think where it gets really weird for me is single player games. Like, yeah. 
like uh, Shadow of War. I mean, it's reviewing well and everything, but like the bit about skipping, I don't know how. Was it about? I'm sure I've read about ten hours, but I don't know if that's accurate or not. Do you know, like uh, okay. you can so like, ten hours skipping ten hours of grind by buying yeah by stuff by, to upgrade your army. Yeah. I think it is. Um, so there was yeah that that's not great, and uh, and the way Forza is doing it, it doesn't seem to be great. Although they seem to have addressed some of those criticisms. There was a um, DLC pack in one of the skate games, and it wasn't a loot crate as such, but the pack itself was called Time is Money. And basically, if you didn't want to play through the game and unlock all the stuff normally, you could just buy this pack, and it had unlocked like, all of the skateboarders, all of the pro skaters, yeah. all of the <laughs> other jazz for you. And I think that's fine, but that's... Because you know what you're getting. The problem with this is you could be buying 50 of those before, before you actually you got the thing it, yeah. that you need. Um, which is where the problems lie, I think. If these were capped at a certain amount you could buy or a certain total cost, then it wouldn't be so bad. But the, I, I'm guessing that you've got certain people with addictive personalities that are spending hundreds and hundreds of pounds. Yeah, it's obviously in their um, interest to make these drops as rare as possible. Yeah. A lot of the um, games seem to have different levels of loot as well, don't they? So you'll have a loot, like a common loot crate where you'll get like at least three common items or whatever, but random. But you have a higher tier one which is more expensive. Yes. But you're guaranteed like a legendary. Yeah, that's what they've done in foot for a long time. I mean, it's, it's weird. Ultimate team has been doing this for for years and years and years and years, and no one has. I mean, I don't know whether they complained about it at the start. They probably did. I think it kind of comes down to when you had football cards back in the day, though. It's exactly like that, isn't it? You open a pack, you don't know what you're getting. It's effectively gambling, and uh, well, it's not because you you know you're going to get something, but you don't know actually what you're going to get. And the thing is, as well, FIFA's got plenty of game modes that if you don't want to do that and not interested in it at all, you don't have to. You can still yeah. play online seasons, which is basically the same thing, but you'll play. With, with like, normal players, the, the, the full packing. team, so you have like Man United team against Arsenal, Tottenham, whatever. You have other people pick. You don't make a, you don't make a random team out of these cards. So I mean, there's plenty of options in foot. I don't. I I, I never really thought. I don't think you can as, complete it without playing foot, though, can you? you? No, but you could get the achievements. Well, the, the last few they've made you get to Division One, but that's skill based. That's like that's not something that I could spend. Eight hundred pound on cards and not get to Division One. It's purely skill, and the chance of who you come up against at the time. But if you had a team made of rubbish players and you were really skillful, it would still be a lot harder than if you had a team. Yeah, full I mean, of players. they have better. Finish, but as you progress, like as you, there's the, the, the they've got like the whole transfer market and stuff on there, so you could yes. spend your in-game coins and improve your team without ever opening a pack. I know lots of people do that. Yeah. Okay, so um, the problem I've got at the moment is that FIFA's been doing this for a long... Uh, for everyone to suddenly get really upset about it, FIFA's been doing it for a long time and FIFA reviews brilliantly every year. And it may be because of what you've just said, Dave, that you can do all of that stuff without dabbling in any of those things. But I think a lot of the publishers of the games that are coming out at the moment that people are criticising are going to say exactly the same thing. Well, you just need to put in an extra 10 hours and you'll get through the bits that you're paying to avoid at the moment yeah so i don't i'm i'm not sure i'm not i'm struggling to come up with the criticism i think for for me the difference with fifa is obviously you've got to put in a lot of time and a lot of effort anyway even if you are buying the card you've still got to build your squad and it's still going to be a big time investment and stuff but from what i understand with like battlefront 2 it's just pay to win like you can pay and you can get a ridiculous item or whatever and it it just gives you that instant. It's like the instant gratification. It's not you've got to get a couple of pieces and then build up an item. Well, uh, well we can't really say it about Battlefront 2 because that game's not even out yet. Yeah, well, no it's, one been, knows. it's been heavily criticised. Yeah, though, it's it been heavily criticised for the loot crates already. They've addressed it like the, yeah. the, yesterday. Like said something. It's been effectively pay to win is what yeah. everyone's saying at the minute. But no one knows that because the game's not out. No, well, you can do that in the beta. You can do it in the beta. <laughs> You could buy loot crates in the beta. Yeah. Could you? Yeah. You sure about? Yeah, that? we opened a loot crate in the beta. Yeah, but we couldn't. We didn't buy it. We just got given it. Yeah, but you there was there was it's like, it's like playing the the demo of FIFA and getting Ultimate Team in that and stuff. You can. But you can buy them buy stuff in the demo. Yeah. Wow, that seems nuts. 
I mean, it'll probably it'll carry over to when you get the game, but okay. But the, well, um, I don't think there's. I mean, I haven't got to the point in Shadow of War where I'm being offered any of these things to do. But as soon as I do, I will report back with my findings and see what my whether my opinions have changed. But at the moment, I'm reasonably chilled about it. <laughs> that may change though, um, as 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 we progress. Okay, next story. Uh, the second episode for Life is Strange Before the Storm has been dated. It is going to be releasing on October the 19th, so not long to wait for that one, thankfully. First one was really good, so looking forward to episode two. Okay, um, we've got some news about Life is Strange, Jack. Yeah, they've uh, so the achievements have been updated for the second pack, the achievement names. They've pushed those live finally. And they've also updated one of the achievements, which you originally, I think, had to have like a super-duper edition of the game or something yeah. to get. They've changed the requirements for that. It's now just complete episode one, two, and three of the game. Okay, so the issue with this is that, according to Microsoft's uh, achievement rules, you are not allowed to have achievements that are... Well, uh, this in is the base game that are tied to non-base game content. I was going to say this is a bit different anyway because this is obviously a it's it's an episodic anyway. So there's one thousand across all of the episodes, so it takes a different stance. If it was based on those things, then you'd have a thousand in the first episode, which you you have for one thousand split across all three episodes. Okay. Yeah, I think that one was for playing like the the. For episode, which is like a bonus one, so yeah, but it was only available in certain pre orders. Yes. Is that the problem? Yeah, so this was it's like buying a DLC pack and you get a choice, but it was lumped in the original thousand, so I can see why people were a bit yeah, okay, annoyed with that one. Okay, cool. Uh, so Mass Effect news, yeah, Mass Effect Andromeda and Dead Space 3 are going to be coming to the EXS vault very soon. I think Dead Space is already in Dead Space uh, 3, sorry, I, I read today. Is it right? Okay, I think so. Uh, I don't know for definite, but someone said it was in, in Twitter. And um, we got some back compact news. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Some more games. So we've got Ch- uh, Child of Eden, which is a connect. Uh, it's not connect it's required, but you can uh, use connect with it. Uh, so don't it's like a rhythm action music game. It's a little bit like uh, Rest, is it? Yeah, a bit like that. Not quite as hectic. Okay. But it was good. I enjoyed it. And the Goat Simulator Xbox 360 version is now playable on the one if you haven't already played the one version and there's two one versions anyway isn't there well they took the big didn't they yeah. you know the games and then putting it in they're worse than loot crates it's like <laughs> destiny one they just released a new version with every dlc didn't they um and then we've got king of fighters sky stage okay cool um all those games are now playable on your xbox one let's move on to the mailbag we had loads of questions this week we've trimmed them down and we've already answered one about loot crates, so let's move on to the question of the week. All right, so question of the week is from Primed Acid. How do you think True Achievements has affected the Xbox community? Would it have been different if it were not for you guys? Okay, so we are approaching our 10-year anniversary. It'll be, um, I think it's March or April next year. So slight confusion as to when we say the, the site was created, because it was. I'm taking it from the first time I got some data, basically because that was sort of the inception, which was about two weeks before I actually put a site up. Um, But that was when all the hard work was getting done on creating the formula and coming up with the scanners and all that jazz. Um, So 10 years on, uh, I think it's affected it quite a bit. Um, I think you only have to look at the Xbox interface, the Xbox stash, to see the... How can I put this? Influence (laughs) some of the features that we have come up with that have been integrated over the years into the Xbox app. And it's uh, possible that all those things could have come if TA wasn't a thing and people had just thought of them. In fact, I'm sure that is definitely possible. But I'm sure also that the success of True Achievements as a website and um, as a community has has helped the Xbox guys um, to steer some of the decisions they've made in, in improving their operating system and improving the feature set of, of the Xbox itself, uh, which is which is cool. And obviously, that's an amazing thing for us. Um, the bigger Xbox is, the bigger we are in theory. So that's great. Um, we're delighted that we are now the biggest Xbox website on the, on the planet, uh, apart from Xbox.com, which is a, a great place for us to be. 
and is testament to us, I guess, for the, the for the work we've done and and how we we listen to our community. Um, I think it has. I think it has cemented the achievements as a uh, a big feature of Xbox games. Um, whether that's us or whether it's just the fact that our site exists and there's a huge community that have built themselves around uh, achievements, um, they probably would have done it elsewhere if we weren't weren't a thing. But uh, it just proves how cool achievements are as a concept and and what a fantastic. Um, incentive they are for people to to go and play games and play games in different ways and uh i'm i'm glad that we've been able to be a part of that process and and that enthusiasm and obviously sony ended up implementing trophies pretty much as a direct consequence of the excitement around achievements and um i'm hoping that we we were part of that buzz certainly feels like we should have been (laughs) um to help them to, to help them do that plus it's not just about achievements. Obviously, we built um, a huge community around gaming sessions and contests and news and every other thing that we do. Um, so, I, I think it, we've we've been a we've been a big positive impact on on the Xbox community. We've also deterred cheaters with our uh, anti cheat policies, uh, removing achievements from people that have cheated and removing games and and setting them taking them off the leaderboards and all that sort of stuff. I think that's that's had a big effect. We've also highlighted to Xbox themselves how much cheating was going on. Um, I'm not sure they were totally aware of that uh, before, but they certainly are now. And fortunately, the Xbox One has become much harder to to cheat on. In fact, we still I still don't think there's actually any hacked games out there for the Xbox One yet, which is which is amazing. So hopefully, that stuff has helped build a build a safer and more secure platform as well. What do you guys think? Any any thoughts on any of that? Echo, what you think really? Like we've seen, especially with the Xbox One recently, things that have happened that they've included that are, are direct. I, I think a direct kind of takeaways from what TA is doing. Like the the rarity is it a coincidence that a certain Xbox staff member signed up the day before? <laughs> <laughs> is it? Do you think it is really? Um, and then the LFG stuff and things like that was yeah. like it, it. Like it, there's a big part of that is about going for particular achievements and things. I still don't think it's really kicked off. I've seen people mention like, you know, Destiny. Like there's some specific four v four stuff and things you need to do. So I could, it's worked there, I think. But in terms of achievement hunting, like we've got a club, and there's yeah. no there's no LFG group sessions on there really. It's still all done through TA. So. Yeah, I think uh, well, our functionality's a lot, a lot more complex, isn't it? I, I think. I think it has been a like a, a an influence on the Xbox directly, but I think as well for like the the community when you you look at some of the really big sites, big websites, exclude like IGN and stuff, but some of the really really big gaming websites, and you go on and you read something in the news, and there's like two comments, you know, for like really big topics, or no comments quite often, and I think TA's got like an amazing community of people who still, you know. Look, you look at every news post. There's like ten, fifteen comments. People commenting yeah. forums. And stuff. Yeah, the big stories have got over, you know, well over a hundred comments. Yeah, it's really active community. We're like, and most of it's great. You know, like the everybody's willing to help each other solutions, walkthroughs, all that kind of stuff. So I think it's been yeah. a really positive influence all around. To be honest. Yeah, I mean, you only have to look at the TA Twitter and people that tweet to it. Well, you know, when people get milestones and stuff, yeah. they really they often copy us in like. Couldn't have done this without you It's guys. crazy. Like, I, like I, I love about our Twitter followers. Like, somebody, I'll come up and they've got, like, somebody the other day said, like, I've been on Xbox for, I think it was like 13 years and I've hit 100,000 gamer score, right? And, like, to me, like, I was thinking, right, I'll retweet this, but there's going to be some smart ass who's going to say, Do you know, why is it taking you so long? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But nobody said anything and everything was, he got like 80 odd likes, you know, from people who were following us, just like, yeah, well done, keep going. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. It's cool. I'm, uh, I got you know, I'm delighted. Obviously, no one could never have foreseen that we'd been as this size that we are, and continue to grow every year and onwards and upwards. Really, hopefully, we'll come up with more ideas that Xbox can thieve. <laughs> 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 That'll be a good thing. <laughs> they should be sending us royalty checks. I should ask for like twenty percent of every Xbox One X sale. Every time the achievements unlocked, yeah. Every time the achievements unlocked, we get a pound. <laughs> I'll definitely take that deal. Can someone, can someone propose that, please? 
Mike. <laughs> I've got this idea. Um, cool. No, so thanks for the question. It's, uh, it was an interesting retrospective to actually think of those, those things. So uh, that is question of the week because it actually made me think about stuff uh, quite deeply. You're like the godfather of achievements. Oh, I don't think I'd go that far. I'll have people killed when they muck them up. You're like the Don. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't achieve me own. <laughs> um, okay, let's have another question. Uh, Will Cruz, I trust you. Oh, that guy. And your personality. If you could only play one major release this holiday, what game would it be and why? Okay, Jack, you've been uh, relatively quiet on the last question. And what do you think? Um, oof. I'm going to have to think about what's actually coming out this holiday. <laughs> it's probably best okay. to somebody else. <laughs> okay, Dave. Dave, what is your question? And we can, can we include this last month as holiday? Yeah, let's Q4 is September. Yeah, okay. We'll, we'll talk about from September onwards. I'm struggling because there's two for two oh. different reasons. So can I say two? <laughs> yes. Right. If, 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 it, if it was just purely single-player Assassin's Creed Origins, like I'm really excited for that one. Okay. And for multiplayer, COD World War Two, like I really enjoyed what I played at that at Gamescom. Yeah, no, that's definitely fair. Um, I really enjoyed that too. I'm going to say, okay, can I do the same then? I'm going to say single player wise, I'm going to say Shadows, Shadow War uh, because I'm already loving that and I know it's going to be amazing for the rest of the game, apart from when I get the little boxes. <laughs> um, and then for multiplayer, I'm going to say um, Player Unknown Battlegrounds because I just think. That that is. Uh, did you see they reached two million um, players, <laughs> concurrent players on Steam last week? Yeah, which is just insane. Um, they're just blowing record after record after record, and there is a good reason for that. It's not just hype. This game is addictive and beautifully formed, and there's a whole lot more of it to come when it reaches Xbox with the new maps and things. So um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that. Um, but there's a, I think it's gonna be a really good. Uh, holiday period. There's a ton of good stuff coming out, plus a, a, a new console to enjoy. Yeah, yeah, true. Um, I didn't. I'm not sure if I mentioned, but we will be reviewing the Xbox One X. Uh, so look out for our review soon. I can't say when though. Thanks, Will. Jack, have you thought of anything? Um, probably going to go with a mix of you and Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Call of Duty World War Two. so that's one I'd forgotten about, but I did uh, really enjoy World of War multiplayer and also um, PlayerUnknown Battleground. I've been playing that on the PC and I'd like to know how that translates across to the console. So. Uh, I'm going to change mine. Because <laughs> <laughs> Jack's copying me. I'm going to change mine to Need for Speed Um Oh, I forgot about showdown. That. Did you see the, whatever um, it's called? What's it called? Need for Speed. Payback. Payback, not showdown. I'm making new showdown's one. for the old one. <laughs> is it? Yeah. Okay, it's not that one. When, this, not is, that. when this is done, have a look at the trailer that released yesterday. On the, oh, on the is there a new trailer? The is it good? Trailer looks, it looks. I can't wait for that one as well. I forgot about. Does that. it look mean? It does buzz in. Looks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm buzzing for it. Wicked. Yeah. Sorry, I'm going to say Need for Speed, um, and that trumps both the uh, single player and multiplayer because it's got both in it. Just a, a, a reminder as well, while you mentioned Player Unknown, there was a thing on Reddit yesterday where they tweeted out that they, you know, they, it, it is coming this year. Because a lot of people were saying, you know, they haven't announced a date. Yeah, we haven't had a proper date, have we? Which is unusual at this stage, with two months left of the year. So it'll probably come out like 31st of December or something like that. But <laughs> who cares? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm sure it'll be a little bit before that. All right, next question is from your mum. <laughs> um, at what point will Microsoft look to enforce Play Anywhere compatibility for every game, I suppose? It just says um, Jack, you had some thoughts on this. I don't think they'll ever enforce Play Anywhere. Um, it's it Obviously, it's, it's nice and quick and easy for, for developers to add, but Microsoft really want people to develop in the way they want to develop and if they're not passionate about the PC why would they force them to make something that also works on there and, yeah. but it should under the hood anyway but they wouldn't want to go through all the rigmarole of testing it and all the other stuff involved with it so I don't think they'll ever enforce that Jack says never I think with the, you know, the marketing deals I think that might be a thing because like you think Shadow of War is on is a, is a play anywhere in it, and they've got the, the big marketing deal with that one. I think they're, they're probably going to push it, but I don't think they'll enforce it. Like yeah. you have to. Maybe they will if it's a marketing deal and they're investing in that kind of stuff. Yeah. But 
they're not going to I think it just doesn't work for some stuff as well. Because look at Call of Duty Infinite Warfare. That came out on the <laughs> PC. Well, that actually wasn't play anywhere, was it? So that's a bad, bad example. But, um, <laughs> that released on Steam and it released on Windows. And the Windows user base is none. There's like 13 people online that have yeah. played it. So people are, if it's on Steam as well, people are just going to play it on Steam. So it seems like they're split in a market. It might be good if they can work, you know, cross-play between Steam and... Yeah. I mean, they've done it on Rocket League and stuff like that. And then, you know, you if it, there was an it option for people to either buy it from the Windows Store or from Steam, depending on what they want yeah. to do. But I can't, they won't enforce it, I don't think. Right. Last question from Coffee Large, or Large Coffee as he is better known. It's been a, it's been a bit since the TA Xbox One app had, has been released. Are there any plans for changes, updates in the works? There are plans afoot to fix the unobtainable achievements or discontinued I guess you'd call them uh, which were no fault of our own I should mention but when uh, Microsoft removed snap mode from the Xbox we had three achievements that were tied to that um, so we are working with them we've been talking to them over the last couple of weeks about getting those updated so uh, watch this space um, I'm hoping it will be in the next two weeks that those get resolved um, Is it- apart from that no, because it's a massive investment of our time and we've got other things that we want to work on for the site. Um, plus, it would mean complete rewrite to UWP, which is big investment of time as well. So I think with most people having... The Snap thing was the coolest thing about the TA app and with that not there, it's slightly less incentive for us to do all of that stuff yes. again because everyone has phones and iPads and laptops and stuff when next to them when they're playing. So it's just... We'd rather improve this the so-called second screen experience of the site itself rather than having it on the on the console. It made sense when Snap was a thing and people had less tablets and phones and things, but everybody, literally the whole world has a mobile phone now that can access TA. Um, so no is the short answer, but we will be fixing the broken achievements. I hope that's acceptable. We'd, we'd rather put our resource into making the site better and faster which we can do much much quicker than we can make changes to the xbox one app and it and it will obviously benefit everyone rather than just those on the app um so that's where we're focusing i hope that's an acceptable answer because this is the truth (laughs) (laughs) um right let's move on to achievement lists um not as many as last week but still uh, a few hefty ones i think um it's the time of year where uh, a lot of triple a titles are coming out which means if id publishers are sensible they will think hmm shadow of war is coming out this week i might not release my uh, indie title not unless uh, up against <laughs> yeah unless they're super confident which to be fair if you produce a game like cuphead or ruiner or uh, some of the really good ones we've, we've seen recently or something that's just completely different like tricky towers which is very you know it's not trying to compete with shadow of war in any, in any stretch of the imagination and then you're fine but if you're releasing a game which is you know uh a standard action adventure type game when you're up against a whole ton of AAA action adventures, it's probably not the best idea to do it at the moment. Um, so that might be why we're not seeing quite as many. So what have we got, Jack? Uh, obviously, Biggie, Middle, uh, Middle Earth Shadow of War, 52 achievements for 1,000. Uh, the Culling came out of Game Preview. That's got 20 achievements. Uh, WWE 20, uh, 2K18, 51 achievements. Another ACA Neo Geo title, Real Bout Fatal Fury, with 12 achievements. Decay the Mare, with 42 achievements. Elex, with 50 achievements. The Inner World, The Last Wind Monk, with 25 <laughs> achievements. That's, I love this. That sounds like Avatar esque. What's a wind monk? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> not sure I want to know uh, Realms of Arcania Blade of Destiny 40 achievements Rugby 18 with 22 achievements but- I like the way they put rugby all in caps as well <laughs> yeah. Rugby <laughs> <laughs> it's like, come on we're hard we haven't got even we've got lowercase on our keyboards <laughs> uh, the Jackbox Party Pack 4 with 20 achievements and we had the Evil Within 2 with 51 achievements. Okay, those, um, are we reviewing that, Dave, do you know? We are, but it's Bethesda, so they've got that 
policy of oh of course you won't get it until the day well we got it yesterday so we got a day head start oh <laughs> that review will be up this afternoon <laughs> um then we sorry we've had some dlc packs as well in call of duty infinite warfare uh for windows 10 version and the xbox one version we've both had the retribution update with 10 achievements for 200 gamer score Overwatch is back with another Halloween event, the Halloween Terror 2017. With this, adds another four achievements for 60 gamer score, and it does make the achievements um, that were in the last Halloween title update obtainable too. So you can go back and get those. Now they've added that game mode back, but that will probably be going again at the end of this period until next year. So hop on those quick if you want them. Uh, Paladin's Champions of the Realm added another 15 achievements for 205 gamer score in the All Hallows Eevee pack, which adds a new character. Mm, And it also (laughs) makes it considerably more time-consuming completion from what I've heard. It's just like play 300 games and all this jazz like that. So, And episode 3 of a Minecraft story mode for Jailhouse Block. Um, for season two on the Xbox 360, came out six achievements for 200 gamer score. Marvelous. That is it. And we haven't done a game code giveaway yet. Oh, let's do a game code giveaway. About that. <laughs> do you want to do the start of it, Dave? Yeah. <laughs> Are we not even getting a horn this week? Um, I've got the horn. Giveaway horn. I can't find my horn. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Sounds like the giveaway horn. <laughs> oh, brilliant. All right. The, this week we are giving away a code for Race Arcade, um, which is an arcade racer. <laughs> Closing the title. Uh, code for this is 9WMX4XTWKD. 99VJP, and then we'll give you the code. And we'll give the rest of it away Right, let's talk about new releases. So, um, as we mentioned earlier, Evil Within 2 is out today. Um, scary game, probably. Did, I'm not, did you not guys familiar. play the first one? No, but I got I got an hour with this at Gamescom. You got to what? Oh, of course you did. Ah, yeah, yeah okay. it was like in a, a dark little room. <laughs> it was, was for Evil Within. Yeah, it was. Um, Two lots. Do you know the first one never interested me? Like I'm not into horror games, but playing that, it reminded me of kind of like Alan Wake. It didn't seem like it was. It wasn't. Oh, okay. It wasn't crazy jump scares and. Blood so it's kind of more kind of action and adventure. Yeah, yeah, psychological, and there was plenty of gunplay in it and stuff from what I played. So, uh, it's not one that I'd pick up today, but it's probably something that I'd look at. You know, later in the year when if if shot something to play. Cool. Okay, also out to date is Decay the Mare, which I'm guessing is also another horror. Mare being short for nightmare, rather than horse. female horse. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, it's about a decaying horse, which is some weird ass. Sounds like a nightmare itself, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Okay, and then next week we have um, the big one that is probably South Park, the Fractured Butthole. But we also have WWE 2K18, which the achievements... Did you mention that? Yeah, as the achievements? Uh, yes. yeah okay, cool. Um, we have Dungeons 3, uh, Talk L Physics Modified Edition, which sounds fascinating. Uh, we have Elix, which we got the achievements for, Rogue Trooper Redux. Uh, we have Arizona Sunshine, Skyworld, and Lunar. Loads of stuff. All coming out on Tuesday. And then on Thursday, we've got Age of Empires Definitive Edition on Windows 10. Another ECO Neo Geo game, Robo Army. And then next Friday is the big one for Dave as Real Farm <laughs> releases. Um, and Jackpot Party Pack 4. Uh, check out the achievements for that if you're interested. Wow. Games. Yeah. Anything Lots. on there that you'd be picking up? I didn't really enjoy the first South Park. I couldn't. Uh, the um, controls and the... Well, not the controls. The fighting. The, what do you call Turn-based. it? Combat. Turn-based. Oh, rubbish. <laughs> that needs have a fractured butthole, I think. I don't know. Evil Within could be interesting if you if you like the uh, if you like the demos. Let's see what the reviews. I was, come I was out looking as. at the Evil Within, but I think I need to. Um, I was looking at picking up a first because uh, I don't know if it feeds if the first actually feeds into the second. I'm assuming it does, but it seems sensible to yeah, play that one. I remember there was a like he was telling me there's a girl I think in the first game and the whole game in the second is based around this girl being in like another 
realm or something. Okay. So I don't know if that's like really, really important, but it definitely ties into it in some way. Cool. Um, apart from that, I don't know. I don't know enough about any of them. I'm not massively... I mean, I've got a physics A level, but I'm not sure I want to play a physics game. <laughs> I'm kind of intrigued um, by Age of Empires Definitive Edition. Really? Okay, I've never played any of those games. I but used yeah, to they're... play them loads as a... Well, I mean, no, the Xbox guys were them. seriously excited about this. Yeah. So is that only coming out on PC? Yeah, so when okay. okay. it's it's like, it your mouse. makes sense, though, because, yeah, it's mouse and keyboard really favours that, doesn't it? It doesn't work with controller as well. I think it combines... Yeah. Well, mouse and keyboard support two. came to Xbox One several years ago, so that should be fine. Not. Um... <laughs> Uh, WWE, I've never played one of those games. I think they're supposed to be quite good fun, though. Um, not sure. I think I'm probably just going to try and continue with Shadow of War, Forza, Cuphead, and uh, Destiny 2. That are all and FIFA that I'm all on the go at the moment. How many games can a man have? Um, I will be purchasing Just Dance 8 the following week, though. I might, in fact, should we speak to Ubi? We might be able to get a little stream, early stream. That would be cool. If you want to watch me do some dancing. Um, we'll try and make that happen. I'm off on that day. Are you? <laughs> I don't want to watch you <laughs> Why would you want to miss that? <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm already upset now. Um, right, let's have the end of that game code. Okay. <laughs> so it's G626V DRWTZ. Good luck to anyone entering. Uh, thanks for joining us today. We will be back next week. I might do the pod remotely. Yeah. Um, if not, I won't be here. Um, <laughs> and it will be Dave and Jack. Uh, but I will be here the following week. Um, have a great weekend all. Enjoy all the all the games. Don't spend too much money on loot crates. And uh, we will be seeing you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.